It's exciting. Dano, are you excited this morning? You are? Oh, that's great. You should be, because your wife is preaching. It's pretty exciting. Let's welcome Loretta this morning. Bring the word. Thank you. Well, I'm going to start with a story, because I like to. <laughs> um, and uh, we, oh, we, we've been, um, as you know, or maybe you don't, maybe you haven't been paying attention for the last year, we're going through the Ten Commandments. Um, and so I found another story. Uh, obviously, it's something that a lot of churches um, preach on. Um, and I found a story about a guy um, who had spent a few days looking for his hat. He had bought a new hat and he'd misplaced it and he couldn't find it. So he decided that what he would do, he would go to church um, and sit at the back, not to pray about his hat or anything. He thought he'd go to the church. This is obviously a, a more old school church. Um, and during the service, he thought he'd um, sneak out and grab a hat from the hat rack at the back. Um, and so he went, he went to church and he sat at the back and the sermon, wouldn't you know, it was about the Ten Commandments. And so he sat through the whole sermon and instead of sneaking out the back, he waited till the sermon was over and then he went to talk to the pastor. And he said, Pastor, I came here today to um, steal a hat to replace the one that I lost. And after hearing your sermon on the Ten Commandments, I changed my mind. And the, the pastor said, well, bless you, my son. Was it when I started to preach, thou shalt not steal, that changed your heart? And the man responded and he said, no, it was the one on adultery. When you started to preach that, I remembered where I'd left my hat. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the, the, the preaching on the Ten Commandments can bring conviction or hopefully this morning it will bring encouragement. Um, <laughs> Missed my out. Um, so we have been going through the Ten Commandments and, and last week um, we wrapped up on Commandment 4 and we're on to Commandment 3 now. And the title of that is Take God Seriously. Um, and let's just... Um, so in Exodus 20 and verse 7 is where it reveals to us what the commandment actually is. And, and it says, uh, here we go, you shall not misuse, mis, misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. So what is it about this name that, that we get a whole commandment about the importance of not misusing it or not taking it in vain or not treating it lightly or treating it as something of no consequence. Um, there is power in the name, um, which we were just singing before. But So the, the name of God is something that we ought take seriously. Um, and so like all preachers, I have four points. Um, Sometimes you have acrostics, sometimes you have letters, you know. So I've got four Qs. Um, no, I haven't because Q is way too difficult a letter. So we've got four Ps, uh, four Ps about why we ought to take God and take the name of God seriously. Um, 
and and like like the um, other commandments, it says, "Do not misuse the uh, the the name of the Lord." And we've already done this out in kids, and we've sort of put a positive uh, uh, spin on it. And 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 out there, we said, "Always always use the Lord's name with love and respect." Um, so, what is it about names? You know, uh, names names have a history, and often reflect something about that person's. Uh, character or their characteristics or or who they did like in in the olden times uh, a cooper was a barrel maker so that that was where that name came from um smiths were often blacksmiths and um, mason was stone workers baker was bakers um mcgillaguddies were just people with weird names i don't know and um, but but names um, are very funny you know, and, and people often, when they're naming children, they give them um, as a prophetic sign, maybe, of, of who they want the person to be or a way of speaking positive over the child, you know. So, so there's lots of little girls who are called Faith or, or Hope or Grace um, or Joy or Apple. What was Gwyneth thinking? <laughs> that she was going to turn out to be an apple or I don't know. Um, and, and then people like, you know, and then there's just, Plain weird stuff, like like Frank Zappa calls his children Moon Unit, <laughs> Dweezil, and Diva Muffin. What? What? You know, that's just that's just weird. Um, and and then uh, you know, Sunny and Cher called their daughter Chastity. Well, that didn't work out quite so well. Um, <laughs> you know, but but names names in biblical times also signified something about the person, what they stood for. Or what they represented, or, or a physical characteristic. Yeah, yeah. Esau, for example, um, was Esau actually means hairy. He was a hairy ranger, <laughs> and so he was. He was. He, that was his name. That's why Samuel uh, means God heard me, and and we know the story that Hannah prayed for years and years and years for a, for a son, um, and so when when Samuel was born, she called him Samuel because it meant God heard me. Um, Abraham means father of multitude. Joshua means the, the Lord who saves. And that's where Jesus is a derivative of that name as well. And Mephibosheth was just a name given by parents who obviously wanted their child to have a lifetime of bullying. And you know, why would you do that? But, but to, say, to say their name was to say something about who that person was. Um, and God's name is no different. God, God tells us his name and he tells us who he is. Um, you know, we don't have to try and imagine um, what God is like or think of ways to describe him. He revealed himself and his name to us. Um, in Exodus 3, uh, verses 13, whoops, too far. Uh, Exodus 3, and this is 13 to 14 or 15. Um, Moses is out, and it's the old burning bush encounter, and he says, Moses says to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. 
God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever and the name by which I am to be remembered from generation to generation. God says, I am who I am. And in Hebrew, the I am is a, a word called Aya. I don't know. I think that's how you pronounce any combination of that. And, and it has three tenses. It has a, a I am, I will be, and I was being in a continuous existence sort of way. You know, it's I am the one who will be who I will be. I am the one who exists. I am the one who is, the one who was, and the one who is to come. God's name that he gives himself, or when Moses says, who are you, what's your name? He says, I am, and it implies um, an independence of everything else that exists. It's not a vague, out there uh, sort of presence, but a someone. And the Bible reveals who that someone is. You know, as we continue to read through there, I am, the Bible says, that God says, I am your creator. I am your saviour. I am your leader, your healer. I am your provider. I am your protector. I am your helper. I am your comforter, your counsellor. I am your redeemer. You know, often, um, depends sort of on your, your background or whatever, but, but we've, you pray the more specific names of God over a situation rather than just say, God, um, fix this you say you might say you know god you are jehovah rapha the god who heals and we're believing you for healing in this situation um you know in in the natural um you can ask for things like when jordan was younger he had a set bedtime and he was very good about going to bed but not necessarily about going to sleep. Uh, there was there was the old reading of the books, and and so you know you would call out Jordan, light out uh, or whatever, and often that didn't get the desired um, response. And um, so the next step would be Jordan Hooper, please put the lights out, and usually that didn't get the desired response either. And so then you went to the Jordan Lee Hooper, lights out now, um, and. And mostly, mostly, well, I thought it got the response. Um, and, and it's not that God has ADHD and, and loses track when we're, when we're praying to him or, or he doesn't know who he is. But oftentimes praying the actual name of God over a situation um, serves to remind us who he is and, and what his name represents and the, and the power and authority that exists in that. You know, in... In Jesus, God further reveals himself. The name of Jesus um, reflects what he does for us. It, it literally means, Jesus means that the Lord saves. And Jesus is referred to as Emmanuel, which we sang, God with us. Um, and Jesus in the Gospels models how, how we are to treat the name of God. He, he talks about Abba, Father. So, so there's a, a closeness and, and an intimacy that, that 
that we that God wants to have with us. But at the same time, you know, Jesus also there's also an emphasis on the on the majesty and the and the holiness of God's name. You know, the Lord's prayer. Um, there's a balance of the the familiarity of family and the awareness of honor and respect. It's like our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, so so there's a, the the mix of the the closeness and the the family tie with our dad, our heavenly dad, and and then the honor and respect that is due to the all-powerful creator of of the universe. Um, and Jesus also tells us more about the Holy Spirit and about who the Holy Spirit is as well. You know, he, sa- he says, I'm going to be with the Father, but I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit with you. And the Holy Spirit is comforter. He is counsellor. He is an advocate. He is an intercessor. He is a helper. He is our standby. So there is, there is power in the name of Jesus. The first P um, is protection. So if we look at Proverbs uh, 18 and verse 10. Got pages stuck together. If I had one of those fancy ones, but my fingers don't slide very well anyway. <laughs> and it says Proverbs eighteen ten says, "The name of the Lord is a strong tower; the righteous run to it and are safe." God's name is a place of protection. It's a place of safety. Um, you know, and, and, and as kids, you sort of instinctively know that. You know, if you're having an argument with another child, for example, you'll say, well, my dad's stronger than yours. And he'll say, well, well, my dad's faster and stronger. And, and then you say, well, my dad's faster and stronger. And he knows Mike Tyson. And then <laughs> you say, well, my dad's faster and stronger and knows Mike Tyson. And he knows my mum, so you'll be in big trouble. Um, or, or we use, uh, you know, if you're having a, probably you all have nice relationships with your siblings, but sometimes siblings can be annoying and, and they don't do what you ask them to do or what you want them to do. And, and so then you, you drag out the, well, mum said you have to do it. So, so you use, mum said you have to do it and then you run away so they don't beat you up anyway. But, but the name, we, we sort of do it in a, in a slight degree in, in the natural, but, but God's name is a place of protection. And it's a place of safety. Second P is provision. Um, and that's in John 14. And uh, verses 12 to 14 says, <clears throat> Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. You know, the, the, great, oh, the greater things there that, that Jesus, I mean, he, he's talking about, uh, the greater things are things that he's going to do. And, and Nathan was, 
think, I think it was Matthew, or it could have been Ashley. Somebody said something this morning <laughs> about, um, you know, about after Jesus died on the cross and rose again, then, then that power, that resurrection power is the thing that is, that is available to us. And so the, the greater things happened um, after, after that. And so praying in his name um, and is, is like praying with that resurrection power available. Um, and one of the other trans... Uh, I think it's in the Amplified where it talks about... It says, um, you may ask me for anything in my name, and then in brackets it says, as presenting all that I am. So, so when we pray in the name of Jesus, we're presenting all that he is. The resurrection power, the power that, that raised Jesus from the dead, that is what, that's what we present, that's what we're, that's what we're offering up when we pray in the name of Jesus. Um, and uh, we're, not, we're not merely representing his character, but, but we are presenting the living God, with all the power and authority that that entails, you know. So, so when it says, you know, um, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Um, so, and, and we do, you know, when we pray, we pray in Jesus' name. But it's not just like a, a tag that you add on the end of your prayer, you know. It's praying in keeping with his character and concerns and, and in line with his agenda. You know, in verse 13 it says, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. So it's about honouring and, and glorifying God. Um, the next P is preeminence and that's in uh, Philippians 2. And verses 9 to 11, and it says of Jesus, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It is the name above all names. You know, when, when we meet someone, there's an introduction and there's an exchange of names and you want people to remember you um, and remember how to spell your name, to remember things about you. You know, the, the name of God is important. It's a reflection of who he is and what he does. Um, and, and our names are a bit like that as well. Um, they're a reflection when, when people say, say your name, you know, it's a... A reflection of, or often they know, they say what it is that they know about you, you know, and and in this age of social media, it's out there. It's like, this is my name, this is what I ate this week, um, this is who I know, this is what books I like, this is what I like to read. Um, so we want, you know, people associate all of those things with us. We put our name out there with all of these associations. You know, I was thinking, if, if um, Jesus had a Facebook page, um, it, would, it would reveal more about what was important to him. You know, he, he would have, um, you know, he would check in, <laughs> check in Jesus having dinner at Zacchaeus' place. Um, or, um, you know, another blind man healed, Jesus likes. Um, 
or he might be checking, checking, hanging with a whole lot of kids uh, in, and talking to lots of kids in Judea. Smiley face, Jesus likes. And Jesus will create events. You know, Sermon on the Mount, 4,000 invited, you know, 2,500 coming, 500 maybe. Um, <laughs> he might even have fish dinner with uh, 5,000 people um, at Bethsaida. Jesus likes again. You know, Peter, Peter might post on his wall, um, walked on the water today, smiley face. <laughs> um, Jesus would like that as well. Um, and, and Jesus will send friend requests to everyone. You know, in, in social media for us, it's, uh, it's often about me, 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 um, about our name and what we've done and, and who we know. Um, but the truth is, it's really not about our name. You know, the name of Jesus is above all names. Um, and <laughs> often, often too, when I've heard that scripture before, you know, that, that Jesus, the name of Jesus is above all names. Um, and and we, we pray that. We say, Jesus, you are above sickness, you are above lack, you are above this. But the truth is, it's actually not about us. The name of Jesus is above us, our name as well. Um, the last P is presence. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 18. Whoops, this way. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 20. And he says, um, for where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. When we come together in the name of Jesus, when we come together to honour him and to be with him, he's there. He's here right now. When we come together with Jesus in the forefront of our mind, he is here. That's, that's the promise. That's his promise, that he will be here with us. You know, and, and the way f- focusing our minds um, and our hearts uh, fully, to fully um, appreciate and honour and revere, revere him brings us into his presence. You know, the, the way that we use his name and speak about it shows others how we feel about him. Um, we can, you know, I, I, well, I can pick on Ashley as soon as she's up here. I can say, you know, oh, every, someone will say to me, do you know Ashley? I'll say, yeah, yeah. Um, Ashley, yeah, she's a gorgeous woman that sits down in uh, the fr- one or two rows from the front. Um, and they might get it because there's a lot of other gorgeous women sitting there, so that might be a bit tricky as well. But, but, but if, if I reveal more about her and say, yep, that gorgeous woman... You would not believe the stuff that she does, and and not that it's about doing stuff, but you would not believe she she worships, she gives great communion messages, she looks after those wonderful children out the back, <laughs> not only looks after them, spends time during the week preparing to teach them the word of God, and so that they experience uh, the way of God. You know, <laughs> the more that we know about people the more that we appreciate and honour them. You know, the more that we know about God, the more we appreciate and honour his name. You know, when we make much of the name of Jesus and and the names of God, we are honouring an omniscient, 
omnipotent, um, omnipresent God. You know, the name, the name of Jesus, the name of God provides, protects, is preeminent and brings us into his presence. When we, when we understand that and honour and revere the power that is in the name of Jesus, we will be less inclined to misuse his name or treat it lightly or treat it as of no consequence. The way that we use his name shows others how we feel about him. You know, we, we respond to his name and his character and his actions um, by worship. And, um, George, could I just get you to... What, what I want... Um, I'm just going to get George to play a little worship tag and sing it and, and we won't have the words up, but it's fairly simple, so if you want to join in... Uh, well, I do want you to join in, but you don't necessarily have to sing the words. Um, so maybe if we could all just stand, that'd be great. And it's uh, basically, though George could take it anywhere, but uh, what I've asked him to, to start off with is a, a little tag that we sing that says, you know, this is my cry, Lord, that you be glorified. And we want to see you lifted high and you reign in my life. So thanks, George. This is my cry, Lord, that you will glorify. I long to see you lifted high. You reign in my life. This is my cry, Lord, that you are glorified. I long to see you lifted high. You reign in my life. This is my.
suddenly start getting phone calls from relatives who have died and, and who have gone to heaven. It turned out to be, oh, spoiler alert, turned out to be a fake. But, but it does have the effect of drawing people into churches and, and seeking God. You know, but there's a line in the book that says, um, a few words from heaven had rendered all the words from earth inconsequential. Um, so when, when we honour the name of God and when we draw ourselves into his presence, the presence of heaven comes here. You know, um, we were just singing, you know, you reign in my life. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe you haven't said that yet. Maybe, maybe Jesus has sent you a friend request and you haven't replied. Um, Maybe, maybe you've hidden him from your newsfeed for a while. <laughs> and, but whatever, you know, Jesus is saying, I want, I want to reign in your life. I want to be um, part of everything that you're doing. So uh, just while we're still standing here uh, in this place, in the presence of God with our eyes closed, um, I just want to ask if, if there is anybody who hasn't said that, who 
ask Jesus to come and reign and rule in their life. If you just pop your hand up and, and then we can pray after. a child and um, they teach you that you might go to heaven and um, but they don't often teach you that heaven might actually come to you right here on earth and um, the name of Jesus does that the name of Jesus does that um, and this morning I've just really wanted to to encourage us to lift up the name of Jesus, to, to appreciate what it is that the name of Jesus means and is and can and can be. You know, um, I'm sure the, the boys when they're going on the next bit will go on to the thou shalt not stuff. Um, but but I wanted to set a good ground for the importance and the significance of the name of Jesus. So, just also while while we're here, you know, heaven heaven can come to earth. The power of heaven uh, can come to us right here, right now. You know, if if anybody, any one of us, uh, has sickness in our body, the word from heaven is, "I am." Jehovah Rapha. So if you have sickness in your body, I just you know, encourage you just to reach your hands to heaven now. You know, the word from heaven is, I am Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And so in Jesus' name, we declare that by his stripes, we have been healed. There might be some of us who have a lack in the financial realm. We might need a job. We might need a house. We might need uh, money just to pay the bills. You know, if that's you, reach your hands to heaven again. The word from heaven is, I am Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And in Jesus' name, we declare that God will supply all of our needs. Again, there might be who have got a, um, a fearful situation coming up this week or there might be people who, who struggle with an anxiety and fear on a, on a semi-regular basis. The word from heaven is, I am Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. And in Jesus' name, we declare perfect peace for those whose mind is steadfast and trusting in you. There is power in the name, power to change situations. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know, His name is holy, majestic, magnificent, all-powerful. And we, we can't help but treat it with respect and honour. in the Psalms but this says praise the Lord praise 
all of the servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The name of our Lord is powerful and worthy of praise. 